0: Welcome to JR Out Loud. I'd like to say I'm speaking to you from an underground shelter during the Blitz, but actually we are sheltering in a car, in a car park. But I'm very, very lucky today to have with me Daniela Schindler and Jessica Martin, two of the, I would say stars, except it's, it's the sort of cast where everybody's a star, isn't it? You're all so equal, of Blitz exclamation mark, i will talk about that in a moment, the exclamation mark, which is one of the most life-affirming musicals you will see currently on the London stage. So welcome both of you and explain, why don't you both explain your characters to me first.
1: Okay, so hello everybody, I'm Jessica Martin and it's nice to be back with Jewish Renaissance, your podcast. So I am playing the role of Mrs. Blitzstein, self-styled Queen of Petticoat Lane. She is the matriarch of the community, which this uh, a narrative is about. So, the community is an East End family, um, and actually, the the dramatic conflict is between her family, the Blitzsteins who are probably a first generation Jewish family living in the East End, and their neighbours, the Locke family, who are. You know, they are English cockneys. And it's a story that encompasses family conflict set against the backdrop of the Second World War. So you've got the the larger world stage where literally every night there are families in this community who will go down to an underground shelter when the air raids start and could possibly be emerging the following morning to find that somebody's house has been totally bombed out. So um, Mrs Blitzstein in this story is, she is the mother of all and she is somebody to whom people will bring their problems. She will try and solve it, whether it's with a, some some parochial <laughs> wisdom or with a cup of
0: chicken soup. So that's her. Or both, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and quite a lot of both (laughs) Daniela.
2: Hi I'm Daniela Schindler I'm playing Mrs Blitzstein's daughter uh, Rachel Finkelstein as I have married Mm -hmm. Um, I'm the eldest Blitzstein child in in this production but very much so follow in my mother's footsteps and trying to obtain Petticoat Lane and helping her run the stools um, Mm and every day and I definitely think that I also have a lot of Miss Blitzstein's um, traits in terms of her as a character and expecting everyone to kind of respect us as the most important people on our lane um, so yeah it's been a pleasure working with Jessica.
0: Mm, so you, you feel nice and close like a family I mean you, you the Blitzsteins but also the whole cast?
2: Yeah, I think we really do, and a lot of people have noted that when they've come to see it. Actually, in the last kind of week, people have gone. You just look like you're actually genuinely so close (laughs) as a family, Mm. and
0: we are. Yeah, yeah. It's it's got. I wonder if it's because now Blitz. uh, We should just point out. I think it originated pretty soon after Oliver in the early sixties, and it shares with Oliver that exclamation mark, which I think is quite yeah. funny, don't you?
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, funnily enough, you, it's Blitz, exclamation mm. mark, and obviously it relates to the Blitz, mm. but also it's short for Blitzstein. Ah. It is, yes. Um, really? Yeah, <laughs> and, it, and it was written because um, Mrs. Blitzstein is based on Lionel Bart's mother, so mm. I like to think it's, it's a love letter to Lionel Bart's mm. childhood. That's what Blitz is for Lionel Bart, Oliver is his show, if you like, for the wider audience. Mm,
0: yes, and it, it does feel that way. You know, it feels as if he's going down, I was going to say memory lane, I yeah. suppose it's petticoat lane, isn't it? It is you memory know, lane, yeah, yeah. but yes. both together. Yes. I, mean, I mean, his memory lane is petticoat lane. Yes. Um, um, because, you know, we should reveal briefly now that my my husband's mum... Um, probably sheltered in the same age shelter as he did because she lived down the, the same street. It's so amazing. yeah, which is rather wonderful, isn't it? Yeah, Do you think these, these two may or may not have um, clocked each other.
2: <laughs> no, potentially not, but potentially they did. Yes, mm. and they'll probably have all their own stories and their own mm. memories and
1: mm. um, another bit to add to Blitz, probably. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And yeah. actually, my my husband is Jewish and. Uh, And in-laws on my husband's side have got that story of, yes, you know, back in the day, back in the 50s, I had a friend who was sort of friendly with Lionel Bart, Mm, you mm, know. And Lionel Bart was very much a figure, not just of the musical theatre world, but he was just like a pop culture icon Mm. in the 50s. And what's wonderful is that aside from sort of bringing this, um, his own, uh, if you like, ethnicity to his work... He introduced the, you know, they talk about people like Michael Caine and Terence Stamp being, Mm. you know, people were allowed to have Cockney accents in movies. Well, when Lana Bart did his musicals like Things Ain't What They Used Mm. To Be, it was a revelation to a theatre-going audience that people could talk like that. And it was, you know,
0: and that was acceptable that you're not doing RP. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nicely done, nicely done. Yeah, but I think that's so important, isn't it? I mean, you know that it's it's to treasure. And in fact, there's a quite a bit of a controversy raging raging now on the BBC about um, northern accents, brummie accents, even. And I love them all. I mean, Jessica yes. Jess Phillips was on only this morning with with, with that warm, gorgeous voice. and yes. um, So I think he's done us all a service with that. And th- so th- this musical, it's very interesting. It, it's uh, probably a revelation. Well, I hope it is anyway, to people who are younger, to people from different countries. Um, it's particularly interesting, though, for uh, Jewish Jews like us, because there's so many things in it that are just part of our present and our past, aren't there? I mean, you actually begin the second half. Is it the second half? Yes. But by yeah. singing a lump, which yeah. is what, which is the final song for all pretty well all synagogue services and it's a tune that I recognise in fact Stephen and I were trying really hard not to join him
2: (laughs) yeah I think that's a really Mm. special moment Mm. that was added into the show to um, I think it's really important that people understand that just because you go to synagogue or you do Friday night dinner or anything that is potentially traditional towards Jewish people or to do, towards Judaism doesn't necessarily mean you're religious. Mm. I think it just shows a bit of respect or even just that you enjoy it. Enjoy um, it. Enjoy it. Enjoy yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most important thing. Mm. And just for people, non-Jewish even, that have come to see the show, they, they've had a moment where they've realised how beautiful it can be mm. irrelevant of religion. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a lovely moment for just people to see I, don't, I always want to say that Judaism and Jewish people or even religious Jewish people are still very normal. And it's, mm. still, and it's a lovely thing and it's something that brings everyone together, which mm. is what happens in Act 2 when I sing the Jewish prayer, uh, Jewish song, sorry, and then suddenly we burst into Petticoat Lane and the whole company's on stage. And I think that is, the, for me, one of the most important things about any religion yeah. is that the love and the bond and the respect and the family... Mm that comes from it and i think we show that really well and i yes. think that's lovely
0: yeah i completely agree now You just said the word family so just to go back to the, <laughs> the central family in the sh- there are two families yes. i mean it's beginning to sound like romeo and juliet you know
1: yeah <laughs> yes it, it's got i mean as with all plays anyway they're always based somewhere down the line on on a, uh, a familiar plot so there are elements of of Romeo and Juliet with the two with the locks and the Blitzsteins, but also people have said the relationship between um, Mrs. Blitzstein and Mr. Locke is a bit like uh Benedict and Beatrice mm-hmm. in much ado so and and taming of the Shrew. so there's oh, all of that, yeah, there is all the recognizable um universal narratives, but what you were saying, Danielle, are about family and that and the normalization, so you know the Jewish people in our show. You wouldn't know apart from maybe you know James wearing his uh, you know couple that there's any difference because we're all cockneys mm. you know, and we're all we're but there yeah, but there are a sort of the, a lot of Yiddish sayings that kind of you know ident the blitz blitzsteins um and this is what the show is proving that the locks and the blitzsteins are different, and in the the wider world there's this war going on where you know Hitler is trying to run the show as Mrs. Blitzstein says and say that one one way of living is better than another way. But really, when it comes down to it, what the is illustrating, that we're all, we are all essentially the same. We all want to be happy. We all, all want to have our bellies filled. We all love music. What's the difference? And the di- but but the differences are the things that make life worthwhile. If we were all the same, as the world, you know, gets another McDonald's set up in another city, why do we want it to be all the same? Why can't we all be side by side and be these beautiful different yeah. flowers?
2: I think that's something really important that I actually think this show is trying to show. That, as you say, it's actually irrelevant that half this uh, family are Jewish. Yes, we are, and that makes us different, but. We are all the same. We're all stuck in that shelter. We all muddle in as one, irrelevant of religion, irrelevant of our race, of anything. Um, So, yes, we do have a Jewish part in it, which makes it lovely, as the East End was full of Jewish people in those days. But as you say, it's not actually about the fact that there's a Jewish family in it. That just adds to the story.
0: Yeah. I mean, in fact, Hitler is bringing you together because, um, you know, you've know. got to pull together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As, I, mean, I mean, you know, they call it the wartime spirit, the blitz spirit, all the rest of it, don't they? And you're, you're down the shelter. of OK, the only reason I think that there's this um, Mr. Locke, Mr. Locke, quite yes. right, Mr. Locke, was it Alf, yeah? Yeah. Alf Locke. Alfie Locke. Alfie Locke. yeah. I th- the only reason why, now he's the part of Familius, you know, he's got his own family as well, but you're both widowed, aren't you? Yes. So, yeah, so, spoiler alert. No, just to say that, you know, you're needling each other and I think I'm not sure about you I think you're winning the battle in a way that he is he's the air aid warden he wants to it's a bit like dad's army he wants oh, to be yeah. the boss down absolutely. there doesn't he's he he's the jobsworth yeah, yeah. And, and, but he's loving it and you are kind of spoiling it by coming down with all your, <laughs> your strong ma- independent oh, <laughs> woman and, she, and you're motherly and everyone's around <laughs> and you've got you've got the soup haven't yeah. you yeah, yeah. yeah. It, is,
1: is chick- absolutely I've got yeah. the big you know we open with the big pot of chicken soup with
0: matzo balls <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. You and he know, he
1: hates that you. That everyone loves you. Yeah.
0: That
2: everyone prefers to be with you and always knows what you give, and he kind of doesn't. Yeah, because yeah. he's
0: altering everybody <laughs> yes. around, and you're offering comfort. That's <laughs> Absolutely. What it is. I mean, you could. I'm sure you would eventually come together and. You know, it's the nudge theory, isn't it? Yeah. It's all going to work. So, But, you know, I, I loved it from the opening because you could sort of see what yeah. was happening That's here. That's good. Yeah. And as
1: you say, it is, um, you know, the, the family archetypes and, and, you know, mums and dads in a real-life situation. Yes, dad is supposedly the boss of the family, but it's the mother who's no. the glue and who's there day to day and, you know, putting the plasters on the cuts and offering a hug. The power behind
0: the throne. Yes, I think. the
1: power behind the throne, and the power. I mean, I like to think that you know the women in this show are so beautifully upheld as being these strong, resourceful, resilient. You know, the peacemakers, and and Lionel Barr is is kind of ahead in, ahead of his time in letting the women sort of be at the forefront. You know, it's yeah, we're living in the time of you know. Men fighting the war, but the women on the home front. There's so many stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just touch on a few. We've got a whole um, auxiliary ambulance crew who yeah. are women.
0: Yeah, well, let's talk about you no know, more power to them. Yeah. You know, they they are quite assertive as well, aren't yeah. they? Yes. They know what they, they want, and they they're of, sexy.
2: All four of them. Every time they're on stage, even myself on stage, you kind of your eyes are drawn to them because they're not Jewish. These four, and mm-hmm. I think that's really lovely as well because. Again, it just shows that everyone got on, didn't make a difference, no one cares, it wasn't a thing, um, which obviously we wish was still a thing nowadays, Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're very strong and they all have their own personalities and their own, um, you know, stamp on Ooh. the stage, none of them are the same, one of them's kind of cutesy and here I am, look at me and then you've got Captain Joyce who is kind of in charge and getting around the men as she likes yes. to, even though she has a husband. Yeah, but she's um, pretty
0: sexy as well. Oh, yeah. gosh, God, yeah. God, I mean, you know, gorgeous um, or what. And as you said... They all are. Kind of, she's sort of an so alpha female. Alpha
1: female, mm, indeed, yeah. yeah. Mm. And then there's Elsie, yeah. who is the... So we have two, if you like, um, two ingenue characters. We've got Carol Blitzstein, who is the the daughter who falls in love with the boy next door again that's not too much of a spoiler alert no, I think that's no. in the blurb um, and you, and she is set against Elsie who is the wannabe girlfriend of Mrs Blitstein's ne'er do well son Harry who's a bit of a bit of a wide boy <laughs> um, doesn't
2: follow any rules and Elsie's
1: like the tart with the heart but she mm. is but Again, she is sort of in charge of herself, she's not a kind, she's not a victim. No, yeah. no, no, she exactly. She's no fool.
0: Mm. These are not Dickensian women, mm. Mm. they're not Tessa the d'Urbervilles.
2: Yes, no. they know what yeah. they want and they're mm. not being pushed
0: over. No, yeah. no, that again, you know, it's a sort of relief, isn't it? Yes. Yes. yeah, yeah. So refreshing. I mean, you know, of course, if we go back to Oliver, poor old Nancy, you know, she, that's how she wants to be, yeah, um, but she can't. But these ladies, these. I've got to call them ladies. These women, can yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I guess mine's mm.
2: quite similar. I am married, but most of the time on stage, I'm telling him off. Yeah, I'm mm. having oh, a go trousers, at him. Yeah, I'm completely mm. in charge of that marriage, and he always tries to put his, you know, two pence worth in, and I just shut him down because I'm like, no, no, this is the way it runs, which, as I say, is quite similar to Mrs. Blitstein. But,
0: Yep. Right now, Carol's boy next door, though, is, of course, going to be turn out to be this Mr Locke's son. He is Yes. Georgie Locke. Yeah. Right, OK, so how's that going to work? Well, you'd have to come and see it to find out Absolutely. exactly. <laughs> yeah. But um, that, to me, began to make you feel... You're sort of like the Tevye of this story, aren't you? Yes. I, I mean, we don't know whether you ever had any objections to, to Rachel's marriage and her yes. Daniela's character... Um, I bet you did. I bet you found oh, something absolutely. to quibble about. I we mean, don't I know, know she wanted to marry
1: a Jewish boy, but he's a bit wet. He's a bit Yeah, he is. Yeah,
0: um. I'm sure that's a word that comes into it somewhere. But um, you have, don't you, you've got lines and you've got a song even, is There's it? There's a wonderful mm. song yeah.
1: called So Tell Me Jack, uh, which I heard one of the... Um, people, I don't know if they were a reviewer, but somebody who was kind of like you know behind the scenes coming to see the show was having a very intense conversation. You know, talking knowledgeably, saying, "So tell me, Jack is it's the equivalent of my boy Bill the soliloquy from mm. Carousel, and it is because it's a it's a whole little um, painting which which you know the the tune changes and the thought process changes and without telling you the if buts and, and maybes, mm. but essentially. Uh, you know, Mrs. Blitzing goes to this epiphany. She goes from a woman who's dependent on her husband and uh, husband and thinks that her late husband is guiding her every move to realizing that she is her own uh, authority and she has the power to mm. make her decisions. And she's she feels she gains some confidence. But it's it's wonderful. I think
2: it is wonderful that moment in the show uh, when you come and see it
1: um, um.
2: because you it's a very family portrait moment of the show mm. where everything that you sing and say and feel is almost visualised within us as yes. the cast and I think that is a very clever thing that Phil mm. Wilmot, the director has done. Um, for me personally that moment on stage, because most of us are on there at different points in our bits of your song it's a wonderful, wonderful moment and I feel it's a real connection where everyone, everything fits into place and everything goes You of know, course yeah. this is Mrs Splitstein, this is her family, good for her mm. I think it's uh, that's one of my most yeah. wonderful moments in the show
1: it's it, well it's what we go to the theater for you 're not going to a cabaret to hear mm. people just sing song after song and do a bit of patty. You hear <laughs> the song and you see the story yeah. unfold yeah. and everything mm. just
2: at that moment clicks into place yeah
1: yeah
0: i mean to, to, having said that, um, if you want to hear some actually I have some rather wonderful rhymes. Um, I mean, you know, I like box lines, and I think there's clever. plenty of good songs here that, you know, if you heard them a couple of times, you'd be humming them all right. Yeah. Um, and your um, name your choreographer because... Oh, Daniel oh,
2: Daniel is yeah. amazing. Yes. I mean, just
0: high ca- kicks or what?
2: He came into this uh, production having kind of just finished Pantos, yeah. doing a <laughs> 100 of them, literally, mm. into this something very different, not knowing much about it, and, well, so he said, and just pulled this out of his brain just so quickly, yeah. brilliantly, he was an absolute joy to work with and he was very supportive, was always there. I think it was a huge help with directing as well. He was always yes. in the room and, you know, a voice. Um, and I just think it's incredible, as uh, many reviews have said, what he had achieved with so many people in such little space yeah. and in such short time. Because I think he's just got it perfectly. He's completely hit the nail on the head with the era, with the time, with the period, with the mm. East End. Yeah. With being in a tiny little underground or being on Petticoat Lane. Um and I think that's where we get our spirit from when people say, oh, you look like you're having the best time and you're actually mm. really close. We are. And I think that choreography just highlights yeah. that.
0: Mm. Um, you're being very modest here. What you haven't said is that cool. uh, you are fantastic dancers. I oh, mean,
1: uh, <laughs> Well, I can't say that for my, there, there are fantastic dancers in <laughs> the show. Talk about uh,
0: oh, knee, nice. knees up. There's a lot more than knees going up really, aren't there? Yes, it's incredible.
1: Suppose.
2: Yeah, there are some fantastic numbers. Uh, The main ones for the dancing is "Leave It to the Ladies," which is the ambulance women, and then Elsie um, Mm. and Rob. um, Just, just let it happen. Elsie Elsie and Harry. Elsie and Harry. They Mm. have a a wonderful moment where you really get to see Daniel's talent and his choreography, Mm. obviously in all the um, group numbers as well. Um,
1: But I
0: I love the group numbers.
1: But yeah, I think it's like Les Mis. They're not. Mm. We're not dancing. We're kind of being the people. Mm. It's like a folk. Dance, isn't it? It's just you know, it can't. Yeah. It, it all is. It's not. Everyone everybody stopped in. now for a. Mm. For a we're going to have a show, a show, show song. It just comes mm. out organically, yeah. Which so, is
0: great. Yeah. Well, let's just go back to Petticoat Lane for a moment, and the, and the Yiddish kite there. It's rather wonderful because you've got this sort of slightly downbeat song about. How dead it is on Shabbos, as we must call it. You know, I tend to say Shabbat now, but uh, yeah. you know, a nice old pronunciation. My, uh, mm.
2: Grandparents that. Uh, so there's two different types of Jewish people: Sephardis and Ashkenazis. Mm. And uh, sometimes my um, Sephardi family tell me off when I say Good Shabbos. They want mm. no, it's Shabbat, not Shabbos. <laughs> i like, okay. Um, but yeah, I think that's a really, again, a really important moment of the show for. I guess non-Jewish people, but also for Jewish people to relate to that Saturdays, when it is Shabbat, which is the sunset mm-hmm. um, from a Friday night to the sunset of a Saturday night, is a time, a uh, day of rest, a day of nothing. Uh, nowadays, I believe the word that's used is where nothing changes so you can't drive, you can't go to work, mm. you can't s- turn lights on and off, you can't put the oven on. Yeah, so we're um, talking.
0: Uh, let's make it clear. And this is in the you know in the Orthodox community, but in Petticoat Lane, it certainly would mean you didn't go to work. No That's one the would have point, gone so dead
2: to put their yeah. stools up. Mm. No, yes no one would scared. have bought anything.
0: No, no one would have turned up because there's so many Jewish people involved. But it's, it's rather wonderful because it's also it's sort of downbeat. I think you capture that. And then I was not in any way prepared <laughs> suddenly to go into but Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah. Which is presumably at that time would have been quite a dead, you know, in the Christian community. Remember the word yeah, the, the birth, Sunday Sunday Sunday, Sunday sh- trading. Sabbath, yeah. Yeah. Sunday yeah. trading, you know. Yes. But no, that's when I well probably loads and loads of non Jews would be down, down Petticoat Definitely. Lane then, wouldn't they? Yeah. And so and so it all comes to life. But uh,
2: interestingly, again, that was all Phil Wilmot's doing. That um, mm. that was his idea,
0: oh, um, the yes. way that
2: was done. So the Jewish prayer into the slow yes. version, which is not in the original. So this mm, slow version yeah. was him going, I want them to feel how depressing mm. it is
0: on Shabbos. It worked. Straight into <laughs> yeah. Tell Me Jack,
2: straight yeah. back into, but Sunday mm. morning, mm. and mm. I'm so glad that it worked because yes. I think it's a genius yeah. idea.
0: Yes. I, I know, you know, I, I, you know, because again, you know, let's dig back into our past. Let's talk a little bit about those again. Um, that's how I remember Things, you know, th- yeah. that, you know, I mean, that. I
2: think it still is nowadays. Yeah. Mm. Okay, we'd have petticoat lane, and, and Jews wouldn't even contemplate having a stall on a Saturday but that is still how it is religious mm. or not religious no. people don't really yeah. do anything on a Saturday and then Sunday all the families out yes. all the families around they
0: all go to football actually yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was that. in those days that's exactly you know if I had to do a musical about my family it would be to do with mm. uh, every other week when uh, Arsenal were at home the ladies <laughs> were stuck at home and we, you know, we went to see grandma in Golders Green yeah. yeah and the men were all down down at Highbury obviously oh, I <laughs> think
2: that's nice that that's still happening <laughs> across the board
0: yeah. In some families. Yes, mm, I think um, so. Yeah, I think, mm. and that's just
2: the tradition, isn't it? That's been
0: kept going through the years, mm. through the decades. Yeah. Yeah. So, when you were rehearsing the show, do, do you, you must have brought your own Jewish background sensibilities, things you knew already, to it. What's it like? That I wonder. For the, that, there are, I mean, obviously, there's plenty of non-Jewish performers. In fact, your daughter, um, your other daughter. Yes. Carol, uh, is played by a brilliant um, act. Please name the lovely actress. Yes,
1: Caitlin Anderson. Yeah, fantastic. She's gorgeous but, um, and she's... She's
0: got everything yeah, going for her. And obviously absolutely. We can all play everything, but it must have been really useful for her. Did you have lots of chats where you sort of talked about background or did she just we, pick at, it up? At or? the
1: beginning... Well, yeah. you know, a, lo- a lot of our cast, not not only are they not Jewish, plain Jewish, but they're Scottish. They're not mm. even Londoners. <laughs> or Welsh or Irish. Yeah. Yes, yes, I um, have. But we've got you know, everyone. But being actors mm. and also we we're of the age now where we have not only the three channels on television but you know, mm. television ad infinite so culturally people are like you know, they're like um, litmus paper. They're absorbing mm. so much. So it didn't take long the flavour. Yeah.
2: And I think again it's important to say that how especially in rehearsals Phil was very um, adamant that it's not all about being jewish it's just about the fact that everyone's different and all these non-jewish actors in it all had their own stories from the east end yeah. they all had grandparents that were around oh, during the time right. even if it, there weren't jewish relations yes. to it
0: but that's useful anyway yeah. because that was exactly. the whole point was that it was, was already a melting pot yeah. it always has been hasn't it yes yeah yeah
1: and there was a very good documentary so i went on to uh, youtube and i found well two documentaries one about lana bart and another one featuring georgia brown who was mm. lana bart's best friend it was brilliant and who oh, the original yeah. nancy yeah yeah and this documentary is called who are the cockneys now <laughs> and the now is 1968 and she visited mm. uh, stepney stepney that she grew up in and at that time so when she was growing up, the Jews were the new immigrants, and of course in mm. 1968, the Pakistanis were the new Im- immigrants. And, and she
2: was saying how important that was, wasn't yeah. it? That times are changing, and that she hopes that everyone's accepting and letting that mm. happen. Um, she said just because it was used to be Jewish East End doesn't mean it still needs to be.
1: No, yeah. no. And as you say, they will be... move up, don't yeah. They? yeah.
2: And there'll always be stories and memories, and there'll always be a few Jewish people left everywhere. We yeah. always put our you know, footprints in, but I think that, again, is the real point of what we're trying to say, that it's for everybody, mm. and everyone's just as important. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes, it's interesting. I'm thinking of Princelet Street Synagogue that was originally run by the Huguenots, and they, they built it. Oh um,
1: right. And yeah, so, so many places of worship mm. do that. Yeah. They change hats and change. Yeah. You know. I like
0: change hats yeah. rather than hands. That's well, very also good.
1: The, the original <laughs> um, synagogue um,
2: in in well yeah in Brick Lane where mm. it all was. Um, was the most famous synagogue around at those times? That was based on the one in Amsterdam.
0: Should we talk about the design of this show? I mean, you want to talk about the set you've just told me, but I just want to talk about the costumes. I really loved. You, to me, the girls particularly looked exactly right. And, oh, okay. um, I, you looked like you were making an effort with your hair and your makeup. And well, across, and yeah. <laughs> oh, the only <laughs> thing I worried about is, yeah, I did worry about you because you always had your, uh, you know, this sort of overall and coat and um scarf on and your turban, head yeah. and your turban yes yeah. yeah. so do you, you she, do you think she? do you think you know them under there that well i can see there's a glamorous woman under there we knew this but you know <laughs> what, so what do you, what t- explain to me why you think she always dresses like that she
1: is um she never stops mrs blitzstein she's a mother she's got five children that we know about mm. um, <laughs> and then she fi- she's busy getting busy with everybody else's business and she runs a pickled herring stall <laughs> So she oh, hasn't smelling, got t- yes. oh, yeah. <laughs> So possibly mm. she's got pin curls underneath mm. that turban, but she's kinda of like Hilda Ogden in Coronation Street. Yeah. It never <laughs> she never shuts up long enough to do anything with her visage and the turban. But I, I love the way I look in it. Mm. I sort of think she's got there's far. an honesty about mm. her face and yeah, and she is unadorned and proud of it and she's got no um she's not as somebody mentioned this uh, in in one of the reviews, you know, how often do you find a play where there's a middle-aged protagonist who isn't, um, you know, she would pass the the Beckdell test, as they call it now, but she's not involved romantically with her you mm. know, she's just a woman in her own right, mm. because she's a widow, mm. so mm. the husband's not even in it, so, you know, I just think, yeah. Wow, good. Mm.
0: (laughs) Yes, no, no, I do too. And I think also she's always ready to to go, isn't she? I mean, you never know when she's going to be needed or whether the next bomb will fall in. And and it's cold, so she's got a coat on.
1: Absolutely. Mm, Well, this mm. is the thing that we discussed, you know. I mean, we're all wearing coats throughout Mm. because people were down in that shelter, you know. We know down in the underground, there's no heating down there, although you'd have the sweat lodge effect of people Mm. all cheek by jowl. Um, So it's not... Glamorous, but, but interestingly, all the costumes were sourced by uh, Pen O'Gara, our wardrobe mistress. She didn't have to make anything, all these things were just you know found and put together. Mm. And they do look as opposed to perhaps you know a Hollywoodized version of Blitz. Yeah. We look like the old photos, we actually could
2: have been in yeah. that yep.
1: shelter. You, yeah.
2: look like you might
0: have been wearing the garments. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah, and I,
2: I think also it highlights as much as the costumes are fabulous that. At that point, as soon as you heard, would have heard an air an air raid in those days, mm. you wouldn't be like, oh, yep. better put some makeup on and sort no, my hair out, yeah, put no. a nice coat on. You just get down there. You yeah. want to rel- and You it,
0: want to survive. Yes, yeah, mm. so
2: it wasn't. Mm. I don't think hair and makeup was a thought. Yeah. I'm sure for the people like the um, auxiliary ambulance women in those days, they probably were like, oh, quick, put a lippy on in yeah. case I meet someone down mm. there. Yeah. But <laughs> other than those moments, especially for married mm. men and women, it was something that get me down there. It wasn't yeah. a case of. Mm. I've got to make myself look nice
0: yeah yeah, yeah. my, gra- my grandfather I thought about the costumes my grandfather one of the things we always quote that he used to say well, it's well worn but it's worn well <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's how they look which yeah. is good in,
2: in my cardigan I've actually mm. got a hole <laughs> and I only noticed it maybe a week into oh, the run perfect, I thought, oh, should I do it up and I went yeah that's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> perfect it's right it's as it would have been yeah isn't it? don't have time to sew something yeah. up although I probably would have got bored down the shelter so maybe I'll take yeah. some even yeah. thread one well, night well
0: you'll just take some and sit there and do it would be great yeah. You might just forget to do your next <laughs> number, but hey.
2: I'll get a note the next day from Phil saying, Why are you sewing yourself up? Oh, just,
0: you know. Yeah, she would. Have. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, just, just very quick. Qu- Let's, I know you want to talk about the set for a moment yeah. which somehow you've got to cram uh, Petticoat Lane mm. People's Abodes and all the rest of it into this tiny little space oh and the band who we only need to mention wow, yes. so wow. The MD,
2: the musical director is mm. Rosa Lennox mm. um, she has whipped that band <laughs> into shape um, mm. one number was completely written by her what's uh, it? the second number which is sung by the fireman is four part close harmony and she wrote that And what's she it it called? put that in which one's that? Uh, another day, oh another, yeah, warning. another warning. Really? So, I mean, it's
1: the original Lana Bart, but
0: right. she had to it's arrange it. rearranged yes. it. my
2: goodness. For those yeah. four yes. parts, and yes. it's something that some people have said mm. is a beautiful moment in the show, so it obviously is. she's going to take full credit for that. Yeah.
0: Oh, um, well, I'm glad you've said that because yeah. it was a beautiful moment. Yeah. I did notice the She's harmonies. worked
2: really hard mm. on the harmonies mm. um, as the sound of the cast.
0: And that was the one that had less music in it? Yes. Yes,
1: yes. And Mike Martin and Anna Robertson, who play um, Mr. Locke and. Anna plays my my young daughter Sissy. So mm. they are also doubling, she's playing clarinet and he's playing saxophone. So yes. they're sort of oh. yeah. Oh. So we've got a couple of actor musicians plus yes. Jack, our yes. drama. Mm. And that's it. Four mm. people.
0: And yet it's a big noise. Yes. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. uh, and yes. And what we, my my husband walked in, uh, first, as he said, he, they're not mic'd up, he said, thank God. Yeah. And no, we are, not, it's on acoustic. No. Because he really hates mic'd up singing. Especially, especially in such a seven. small space, yeah, set, that would have been a bit overwhelming. absolutely thrilled about that. Yeah, so there you are, you're hoofing in a small space, you're singing in a small space, acting in it. And, and with the set. And you've yeah. got this set, so you you tell me about how you feel in that set. Oh, okay,
1: so we've got to t- uh, give credit, Ruben's Speed, has designed our set, and he's also... So our play is one of three in a season which are commemorating VE Day. So before us was uh, Phil Wilmot's production of Tom Brown's School Days, and whilst we were rehearsing in the theatre, we were essentially rehearsing on this set that looked like a public school, Uh, (laughs) and then two days before we're due to go down the lane... Um Ruben is has come in and he's we can well, smell these paint. All through yeah. the night that have not yeah. stopped. Absolutely. Re clad. So mm. essentially it's a I'm um, no, I'm not gonna describe it because we no. want people to come and see it, but it is <laughs> such a simple thing and yet so effective and so versatile.
2: Mm. I've actually had a few people come and say how expensive the set looks and I think <laughs> and that's, that's impressive. People.
1: Yes, that's great. I yeah. mean if
2: he's D- if that's what it looks like, no, then he has just yeah. done his job and beyond. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so there we are. We've come round in a big circle. We're back to Blitz that has so much money thrown at it <sighs> and yet didn't yeah. really succeed. Yeah. So, uh, And I think if Lana Bart is looking down and, or could see this, he would see that uh, this is how it needs to be. It's about the people. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. not and about the I think the that was sect. his intention at all me, along. Yeah. yeah. I think somebody else must have thrown the money at it. I don't think he needed that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And anyway, I want to thank you both so much for talking to me today in this rather strange circumstance. We're now sitting in a car, got rain on the roof, oh, and we've just got like the show. just
2: like the show, Aye, yeah. aye, yeah. like it's raining. It
0: is a bit like being in a shelter, <laughs> <laughs> isn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah. trains Gosh. going by, if anyone's heard those, we've got them, which is also a very authentic. Spot. Yes, mm. because
1: of the Union Theatre is mm. in Southwark and
0: it's in a railway arch, yeah. so
1: it's yes, yeah, it's, so it's And You're
0: down Petticoat Lane, station that didn't exist, but hey, what yeah. the hell. So, um, you're down down in the tube yeah. and a bank it was in the original bank. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh. Bizarre. Yeah. But I think it looks much nicer with Petticoat Lane in And it's more mythical. There.
1: It's mythical, it? it's Good. beautiful. I, I love, love the word Petticoat Lane. Yes. I remember hearing that as a child. My mother used to talk about Petticoat mm, Lane that yeah. still exists and you think it sounds like a magical place yes. and it is.
0: It does. Well, I'm going to take my granddaughter there. We'll have stories about it. Right now, so your homework, should you wish to accept your assignment, we're all going to go and check the derivation of why is it called Petticoat Pett Good. Okay and we'll challenge meet. accepted. Yeah. <laughs> we'll meet again when we found out. Perfect. Anyway, meanwhile, go on having a ball and giving such pleasure and, and moving us all and thank you so much for sparing time for me today thank, thank you, you Judy.